this is a new way of and lord we just thank you for divine intervention we just ask father that you would break open the bread of life for us today lord we want to be healed spiritually physically and mentally in every way in jesus name holy spirit you are always welcome in this place you are here hallelujah praise you jesus thank you father amen and praise god thank you hallelujah god is here amen Amen. can't you feel him hallelujah well we're going to talk today about tenacity amen tenacity really being fully persuaded and when you are fully persuaded you have tenacity amen hallelujah children of god need more tenacity to win this war because we are up against some serious devils they don't play but we don't either amen we are more than conquerors we are more than overcomers we have more than what we need to annihilate and stop the enemy amen because he is not the stronger he is the weaker amen and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church hallelujah but tenacity is something every believer needs you need it to fight the enemy amen that word tenacity let's just break it down it means persistence determination perseverance patience endurance stamina we need tenacity hallelujah if you don't have tenacity then you are not fully persuaded amen and if you're not fully persuaded then you don't you don't see really what you want to see uh as you're expecting in it'll be prolonged and prolonged because god is waiting for us to come into full uh full full faith not what i wanted to use but couldn't think of anything else but i just wrote a little bit in my notes notice when a child has something he or she doesn't want you to have they and you just you have to pry it out of their hands and they still tell you no it's mine y'all remember that (laughs) it's mine no and they'll take it and put it behind their back they'll even run from you because they want to hold on to what they have amen they want to hold on to what they think or i'm going to put what they know is theirs they know it belongs to them even if they took it you know but they think it's theirs and they they want to lay hold and grasp and that's what tenacity is when you lay hold and you grasp and you you just cling to it we need to cling to the word we need to take a violent stand to what god has already promised why has he promised it because it's already done but we just need a little tenacity to bring it into the natural realm because it's already done in the spirit realm you just got to pull it in and so this is what we mean by lay hold amen hallelujah they fight little little kids fight to hold on to what's theirs and that's what we need to do and this is what paul calls the good fight of faith 
good fight of faith is when you fight to hold on to what's yours. Now, y'all here. You don't allow the devil to take it from you. You don't allow the devil to steal it from you. Amen. But you lay hold. You hold on for dear life. Amen. And you don't let go. Hallelujah. How do we fight this good fight of faith? By uh, your faith, by putting that out there, being fully persuaded, staying in your word until you change your mind, until your mind is lined up with what God has already said and already done. Because the Bible says that the word shall not return void, but it shall accomplish that which I have already said it will accomplish. So it's already going to do what it's supposed to do, but you've got to line your mind, your thinking. See, our thinking is what messes up. Amen? And so what do you do to have tenacity? You change your mind. You change how you think by the washing of the water of the Word. You wash your mind clear of all negativity. All wrong voices, all wrong conversations. you got to wash that stuff out if you're going to stay in faith. Because you can't have it both ways. And hey, let's face it, we all want to have it both ways. You know, a little bit anyway. But we can't have it both ways. We have to make a choice. But once you make a choice to walk by faith and not by sight, you stay with it. And you fight to hold on to what God has already promised. Because he's not an Indian giver and he's not a liar. So he can't give you something and take it back. If he said it, this, this is what the old Pentecostal used to say. God said it, I believe it, that's it. Or however. And there was no demilitarized zone or no in the, man in the middle. You had to receive that word with gladness and not change your mind. Not let what you see, think, or feel change what's in your heart. You know, Kenneth Hagin used to say that you could, uh, let's see, how did he put it? In your mind, you can have doubt. But in your heart, you can believe. And it'll get you over. Amen. But see, you have to learn how to fight those thoughts. Fight that negativity. And when God tells you that he's going to do something, he's going to do it. You may not see how. You may not believe it because it's just so difficult. And sometimes it is very difficult. But when things get difficult, take a stand and don't move. And let God show you something. Just take a stand. Amen. Even if it's something you don't want, you don't really want. It's like this. If God wants me to have it, it must be good for me. I'm going to fight for it, and then I'll deal with that part, you know, later. (laughs) hate to put it like that, but I'm just trying to keep it real. Deal with it later. But I'm telling you, we need more fight on the inside of us. We need tenacity. It's like a pit bull that grabs hold of something, his jaws locked, and he can, you know, tear a person apart or whatever. hate to put it like that. But whatever he grabs, his jaws are locked down on it because he thinks it belongs to him. And he's trying to win a war on the inside of his mind and he's not giving up. Amen. So we have to lay hold of eternal life. 
lay hold is part of fighting the good fight of faith. And so is your confession. So not only do you have to have tenacity, you have to lay hold. Amen. Lay hold of what God has already said. And you have to fight with your confession. With your faith, with your confession, you must, you will. You, you will win because you must win. Amen. You must win. It's not about, well, I, I, I don't think I want that anymore. I've been there. But you know what? I held on just because God said. I wanted to see where God was in my life. I wanted to see how pure and how strong or how weak my faith was. And so I fought to stay in faith, fighting the good fight of faith. Amen. That's what talk, Paul talks about. Let's go to First Timothy 6, verse 12. 1 Timothy 6, verse 12. And it says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. To which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In other words, when you make a declaration, even to yourself or even to God, don't give it up. Don't change. Don't change and say, well, I don't want it no more. Or, you know, because we mostly do that because what we are going after looks impossible to achieve. And so we, hey, I'm not, I'm just preaching. Amen. And and so I've been there before. Sometimes things can feel out of reach or out of grab. Amen. And that word tenacity or lay hold means to grab it. To grab to, or to grasp. Hallelujah. In other words, don't let go of what God has already said. Amen. Let God know, I, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I, I need help, but you hold on. It's just like if, you, if you're up and you fall off of a balcony, God forbid, and you land on a lot of trees. What you're going to do by nature is you're going to grab, hold out, try to grab one of those branches. Even if you tear them down on your way down, you're going to grab a hold of whatever comes into your, you know, your midst or whatever. Because you are trying to preserve your life. You're trying to break the fall. And so you will reach out and try to grab hold of whatever branches. And you may keep falling, but you slow that fall up more and more. And so you are going to try to... Hold on or grasp or lay hold whatever it is God said you could have. Because if he said you can have it, you can have it. Amen. May, sometimes things, meet, uh, see, things seem out of reach, but they're not. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. And so we don't live by how things look and how it feels, but we believe what we confess. And we confess the word of God. Amen. We don't give up without a fight. Hallelujah. Let's go to Philippians 3. 
lay hold of eternal life. Philippians 3. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong. <clears throat> Just trying to hide from me. Philippians three twelve. I said that like three times, and it said, and, and it's t- Paul talking about pressing toward the goal. And now you know what he meant. He's pressing. He's reaching out, trying to grab or lay hold, laying hold of eternal life, laying hold of what God has already promised, laying hold of what God has already promised, what He said. And what he believes. Sometimes you can just grab out when you fall out of a tree or out of a balcony and you hit a tree. You don't know what's, what you're going to grasp. You just got your hand out trying. Because you're trying to preserve your life. And so you, you grasp. You reach, you reach out. And so when God has promised you something, you reach out. And you lay hold. That's how you lay hold. Amen. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold, that's to grasp or to grab or to latch on to, I lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has already laid hold of me. Did I read that right? Amen. Hallelujah. And so what we need to do is to not give up on what God has already said. What we need to do is try to figure out how to get it. And if it's, and if it's, it's either not time or we're doing something wrong. Not to get convicted. Not to get, you know, you can't let the devil do that. Because can you imagine how Abraham was? Amen. Already 90 years old or 100 years old. But he kept on, he laid hold of what God had promised because he knew God was not a liar. You cannot quit and you cannot let the devil wear you out because that's what he wants to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 4. Have to lay hold. Grasp. Grab. Snatch. Whatever it takes, you do it. Second Corinthians 4, verse 13. It says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore we speak. So Jesus spoke it. God spoke it. We must speak it. Are y'all here? You have to speak what you believe. If you don't believe it, now this is religion. Well, I I don't say nothing because I don't really believe it. If you start saying it, you'll start believing it. That's, that's been my experience. Amen. It's, I've said a lot of things that I was really hoping for. But once I conditioned my mind to say it, that stuff starts seeming pretty real. And I have to be honest with you, I saw the majority of the things I was saying. Amen. Because you make a declaration, you put it out in the atmosphere, and you hit the devil in the head with it. Amen? 
Sometimes, you know, religion will tell you, well, you can't let everybody know what you're thinking and what you, you know, it's just all, it's part of reasoning, you know, and trying to figure this thing out. You can't figure out God's business. All you have to do is take a bold stand and having done all. And this is why the Bible says having done all because you grasp and you reach out. And you, you try to take, hold on. Don't give up. Even if you make some wrong moves, you still hold on. I'm telling you, it works. God's not a liar. I know you know that. But these things work. Well, I haven't seen it work it's because you don't take a stand. You can't give up because of five or six years. You can't give up because of 10 or 15 You can't give up because of 20 or 30, but you hold on. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, see, I lost most people at 10 and 15. (laughs) Amen. Paul pressed. He pressed toward the goal. And he laid hold of God. He laid hold of the word. He laid hold of eternal life. Amen. And he didn't let go until he got. Paul was in. Do you know how many times Paul was in prison? Beat up. Shut up. But he laid hold. He pressed. He didn't give up. I'd rather stand for what I'm standing for than be locked up. Amen. I love freedom. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Yet we have the same spirit of faith as God has. Amen. Same spirit of faith that Abraham had. The same spirit of faith that Jesus has. And so there's no, really there's no problem. There's not a problem. The problem is that we don't condition our mind to take a bold stand because we're always worried about, is this going to really happen? And how do I look? I don't care how I look. I used to back in the day. (laughs) I don't care now. I don't care what you say. I don't care how stupid you think I am. But I'm laying hold to what God has promised me. Amen. And I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. Amen. Not quitting. Because, you know, I can't. And I will win... Because I must, that's why I will. Because I have to. Because I stand for what God is saying. Amen. Hallelujah. Did I finish 13? Y'all don't know. <laughs> Talking about, mm-hmm. Preach. <laughs> Let me do it again. 413. It says, and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus Christ will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that grace having spread through the many. Am I reading that right? May cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Amen. 
In other words, there is a limit to how much persecution will affect us. At some point, you got to say, I don't care. Amen. And you go on and you take a bold stand for God and what he has promised. Because what he has promised will surely come to pass. Hallelujah. It has to come to pass. Amen. Paul is referring to the spirit of faith when he talks like this. He's always referring to the spirit of faith. Taking a stand, pressing toward the mark of the goal of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. He's always referring to the spirit of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So faith has a voice. And that's another reason why you must proclaim and speak. Because faith has a voice. And it speaks. If you're not speaking it, you're not in faith. That's a good way to check up on yourself. Faith is not knowledge, and this is important. Faith is not knowledge. And I say that's what most people think because they think, well, if I'm not in faith because I haven't seen the results of my prayers, then that makes it look like I don't know anything, which is the furthest thing from the truth. Faith ain't knowledge. You can have faith without knowledge. Kids do all the time. That little bratty kid that snatched something and won't give it to you, put it behind their back. No. It's mine. They don't have uh, faith. I mean, knowledge, but they got faith. Y'all here? You don't have to have knowledge. It don't have nothing to do with faith. Well, it may have a little bit to do with it, but you can get uh, blessed. You can have anything you want without knowledge. But you have to have faith. Why? Because you've got to believe it. You've got to believe it. So faith is not knowledge and faith is not understanding. Because understanding is not required for faith. Isn't that good? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> he, he, he didn't put that requirement on us and I'm thankful. Because I would have to read a whole lot of books to get the knowledge, to have the faith, to get a blessing. God is good to us. So you don't have to understand in order to believe or to trust. You just make a decision. Faith is a decision you make. You know why? Because you just get tired of status quo. And you say, I'm going to make a decision to continue to move, move out. Amen. On my faith. Lay hold. Grab. Grasp. Not let go. Tenacity is what you need. Tenacity works without understanding and without faith. But tenacity is faith. Amen. Hallelujah. I just wrote down an example. Kenneth Hagin says, as a kid, he could never understand how a brown cow ate green grass and gave white milk. He said he could never understand it as a child, but he still believed it, and he understood it. He believed it, and he understood it. I mean, you know, he didn't understand it, but he believed it, and he enjoyed it. Drank his milk. Amen. Hallelujah. And then that same white milk makes yellow butter. Let me take it a, a bit further. Don't understand it, but you still enjoy it. Amen. 
You don't have to understand everything. See, that's called reasoning. Well, I, I need to understand what, what God is saying. Part of that is arrogance because I don't want to be wrong. Amen. So it's not about understanding. That's why the Bible says to lean not to your own understanding. Now you know why it says that. <laughs> Let's turn to Proverbs 3. <sighs> Y'all trying to work me again. But I'm going to preach. Amen. Until God says otherwise. Proverbs. Did I say yes? Yeah, Proverbs 3. Verse 5. And it says, you trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That word trust is sitting right there. And lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. In other words, he'll guide you and lead you and show you when you start trusting him. Y'all here. Amen. Lean not to your own understanding. How many of us have ever done that? All the time. Me too. And some, you just have to catch yourself and make yourself stop. Amen. Because really that's unbelief. Unbelief. Amen. And we know what unbelievers get. Amen. So, same thing the double-minded man get, gets in case you <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Lean not to your own understanding. So faith and understanding is not the same thing. Y'all see that? But you believe in your heart, not your head. You understand up here. You believe in here. I love that. That's what you do. Makes a big difference. Hallelujah. It's also a decision you make to believe in your heart. You can talk yourself into faith. Well, God, I don't understand this. And I don't feel secure in this situation. But I am going to believe in my heart. I'm going to allow my heart to believe and to settle in the thing that you are saying. And when I get these thoughts that this is not real, I'm going to get in my word. And I'm going to continue until my mind change. Amen. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So why does Proverbs 3, 5 tell us to lean not to our own understanding? Because you can be tempted to do it. (laughs) God already knows that. Amen. But it's a decision you make. Once you make that decision and you find yourself leaning towards your own understanding, your own reasoning, your own thinking, you'll stop yourself once you make that decision. Amen? you stop yourself. Sometimes your feelings, you know. And then the devil comes and tells you, see, you ain't right. You failed. You're this. Or you're or that. And you cast down 
all of those vain imaginations. Because the devil is a liar. And you know it's coming from him because God never tells you that you're a this. He tells you that he loves you and that you're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer. You have authority, power, love, a sound mind. He tells you those kind of things. And that's why the Bible tells us how to think. The Bible has, God already tells us how to think. He says, think on these things. Whatsoever thing is good, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is of good report. Think on these things. Amen. Whatever is praiseworthy, thankworthy, think on these things. That's why the, see, the Bible ain't never wrong. It tells you how to think so you won't get out of faith. Amen. Keep you in faith. Amen. Keep you not leaning toward your own understanding. Keep you out of head knowledge. That's a bad one. Bad. Head knowledge will lead you nowhere. Nowhere. Your feelings. Operating out of feelings. Operating out of thoughts. If the enemy can get you to start reasoning in that reasoning realm, I'm going to call it, he'll defeat you. He will defeat you. Well, no, he won't. Well, yes, he will. He already has. Because you think you're not defeated, and you are. Amen. So don't get into that reasoning realm. Because that's where you're defeated. But if you stay in the realm of faith, amen, he can't touch you. No matter how many bad thoughts you or feelings you have, you got to push them aside and settle in your heart. Settle in your heart what you believe and stay there. Because the devil's going to send somebody to talk you right out of your faith. Because if they're not going, they don't want you to go either. Amen. They just don't. It's all a big plot. All a big plan. It's just the way the devil is. Amen. So settle in your heart what you're going to do, fighting the good fight of faith. Amen. And then enter into God's peace. Or enter, the Bible talks about entering into God's rest. Amen. Now, let me tell you how the devil works. When you enter into God's rest, this is when you have a made-up mind. When you've been feeding on the word and God is changing your heart and changing your mind and you're on the right road. And then here comes the devil. Because you're in peace. He said, you don't care. You gave up. And it's like, I thought I was okay. <laughs> you, you, no, you, you're not in faith. You've given up. Because he don't want you in peace. Amen. How do you know it's true peace? Because there is a false peace, I believe. And it's called I don't care. Amen. People get it mixed up. Because religion mixes that stuff up. Put it in the bowl. Mix it up. Keep you confused. 
But when you are in peace, you are resting. There's a spiritual rest that you can enter into when you have the peace of God. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. You are resting. But if stuff keeps coming up in your mind bugging you, you are not resting. So you judge the peace by the rest. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Get it settled in your heart and then stand on that. Amen. Upon this rock, I will build my church, Peter, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Settle that in your heart. And when you settle that in your heart, you know you're an overcomer, more than an overcomer, and the devil cannot defeat you. Why? Because I'm on the foundation of faith. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4, verse 11. And it says, let us therefore be diligent. Amen. To enter that rest. Least anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and alive and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart amen so the word of god is active it's, it's energizing it's effective, it's alive, and it will let you know. The word of God will let you know where you stand. So you don't have to worry about what the devil is lying to you. Amen. It'll let you know because it's a discerner. Hallelujah. It sets your heart aside. From the false stuff, from the reasoning, from is that, am I making sense? Your your the word of God will show you where you are. In other words, show you where your heart is. It'll show you what you need to do. Show you where you measure up. It's a heart thing, amen. It's a heart thing. Where's your heart? Amen. Verse 13 says, and there is no creature hidden from his sight. Although some people think they, are, they can, but you can't. None of us can. We're naked and exposed. Why do you think people were naked in the garden? All things exposed. Amen. Can't, you can't hide from God. Amen. Praise God. 
Let's see, am I done with this? Let me finish 13. It says, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him whom we must give an account. Amen. You have to give an account to God. Not to me, to God. Hmm. Not to your boss, to God. Amen. Hallelujah. When you enter into God's rest, that's when you have become fully persuaded. That's when you're fully persuaded. When you enter into the rest and the peace is real. Because your peace checked out with the rest. And rest said, you're good. It's done. Amen. It's called a spirit of faith. And when you're fully persuaded, you're in faith. And you never say things like, it isn't working or it'll never happen. See, when you get that thought come to your mind, I tell people all the time, I say, when you get that thought come into your mind down, you know, that little silent thing, when you confess something or when you say amen and you're agreeing and that little thing in the back of your brain says it ain't going to happen. You have to annihilate that thing. You have to annihilate it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's when you, you know, you have to check yourself. It's not working. It's not going to happen. It didn't happen so far. This word don't work. They don't know what they're talking about. Then I'm, my head's on the chopping block. They this and they are that. But the Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. It's like Kelly. Kelly was saying uh, last time, she, she said, I don't prophesy wrong. She says, it's not my fault you didn't work with what I gave you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Why would you think it's not working? It's working as long as you work in it. You stop working it, that's when it stops working. Even when your mind tells you that, that doesn't mean it's not working. When it's, it stops working, when you stop working it. And when you get angry and, and, and your, your, your whole attitude changes, that's when you've been listening to the wrong voices. You, amen? I'm telling you. Been there too. Hallelujah. And it's all because of what you see, what you think, how you feel. But the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. But we still pay attention to how we feel, what we think, what we think people are saying. It never fails. But at some point, you know, I just decided I'm getting off of that merry-go-round. I'm not doing it no more. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they think. All I care about is pleasing God. To him be the glory. Y'all here. Amen. You have to get like that. That's called tenacity. (laughs) 
Amen. If that's the case, if what you see, what you think, what you feel, what they say, if that's how you're living your life, then you're walking by sight. Amen. But the Bible says to walk, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Happens to all of us, but it's like at some point you've got to stop that. And the word, when you get in the word, you get on the word. The word will change your mind, cleanse your heart. Amen. As long as you don't keep this. Well, I, li- I read my Bible. You're not meditating on it. Because when you meditate on the word, it cleanses your heart. Didn't I, re- I, didn't I just read where it says it divides, it divides and put asunder and it's a discerner of the heart. That's what the word does. It's sharp, quick, whatever that else that stuff is. Powerful, energizing the word. So if it's all of those things, it can change your thinking and change your heart. You know how I know it changed mine. Now we got to fight to stay out of that realm. Everybody does. But I ain't mad. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, because the word of God changes your heart. Man. Think about if we didn't have the word, if we didn't have Jesus, where would we be? I'm scared to even, I don't understand how people out in the world live without it. But, you know, I, I have come to realize that there is somebody in the family praying for them. Because somebody prayed for me and my family to get saved. I thank God. My mother used to talk about how my grandmother, which was like half Indian, used to, she was a seer, but she also used to pray. And, and they didn't understand what she was saying all the time, but they found out that babbling was real. Amen. And I know that's how salvation fell on, and the call of God fell on me, my father, uh, all of us, and my grandchildren, and more to come. That's how it's done. Amen. But but you have to you have to t- try to understand these things, you know, about. Why you're here and what you're doing. You can't lose focus. And it's easy to lose focus. You had just had one wrong conversation with the wrong person. And you'll lose focus. Amen. Because the devil wants to destroy us all. He don't care who he used. He just wants to destroy. Kill, steal, destroy. That's his job. And it's our job to kill him. To annihilate him. To use the keys of the kingdom to bind and to loose, to disallow him to do what he wants to do. Not only to us, but to others. To disallow, amen? You, you got to stop in, in, him in his tracks. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Why? Because we've been equipped. We're equipped. Amen? Hallelujah. I hope I read Hebrews 4, 11. Yeah, I did. Let us therefore be diligent 
to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living, it's alive, it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing evil to the division of soul and spirit. I know I, I read it once, but I want to read it again. And of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's active, effective, and energizing. Amen. And it stops the devil in his tracks. Amen. God cares about what you want. Just got to do it his way. Is that right? Amen. We all wish we could do things to take the shortcut. I do. But I... I <laughs> Y'all didn't know I was going to say that, did you? Just being honest. Hallelujah. But sometimes you just can't take the shortcut. You have to walk it out. Walk it out with God. Amen. Hallelujah. But the, <laughs> but the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Real faith is real joy and real peace in the midst of being troubled on every side. Like Paul, pressed on every side. Amen. Down but not out. Hallelujah. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Amen. You got faith. Will God give me faith? He gave you faith. You got to work that word to increase it and make it strong. Amen. First John 5. First John 5. Uh, let's see. Verse 5. Let me read 4. It says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, and it's our faith. You know what, what our faith, that means no more limits, no more putting the clamps on God, no more leading God, being... Letting him lead and you follow. Amen. Just do it, like the Nike people say, because that word, uh, faith is victory. I mean, that word victory is Nike. It means just do it. Amen. Verse 5 says, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Hmm. The knowledge of the, the power of God causes us to overcome. Knowing who, who Jesus is causes us to overcome. Living in him, by him, for him, through him causes us to overcome. Amen. And this is the victory that overcame the world, our faith. So your faith is the victory. Don't let the devil tell you you don't have faith. You have faith. Amen. The word increases your faith. And your faith is the evidence of what's not seen. Not what's seen. Amen. But what's not seen. 
See, the devil tried to screw that up and turn that around. But your faith is your evidence. You shouldn't care what people think about where you are in your faith walk. It's none of their business. Amen. You just worry about what you're doing. Amen. As long as you're feeding your faith, you don't have anything to prove to anybody except God. To him be the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Remember that. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Even if you're troubled on every side, even if you see uh, opposition coming your way. Well, what does she do to deserve all that? That's not, that's the thing is to stay with God. Stay in obedience. Amen. You can't get victory and be in disobedience at the same time. And so we need to stay in obedience and you stay in victory. Stay with God and let people think what they want to think. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. God is moved by your faith. He's not moved by your all this other stuff. He's moved by your faith. He has compassion for you. He has grace and mercy, and that's up to God. But you still got to obey the word. It says the just shall live by faith. Amen. He cries when you cry. Amen. Laugh when you laugh. But the just shall live by faith. It's always, faith is always the order of the day. That's why I like preaching about it. Because you can't get anything without faith. Amen. Anything from God without faith. Now there's things that you don't sit up and you have money in the bank. But, but you don't go to the store when you need stuff. Because you say, I'm waiting. I'm in faith. I'm waiting on God to bring it to the door. <laughs> you just go buy your stuff. Amen. Because the money that you have in the bank, you got that by faith. So go spend it. Go, go, go. go spend it. Amen. But faith will never acknowledge that God's word didn't work. Because God's word always works. It always, it never fails. It's been tried it's been tested and it's eternal and God's word always works. It never fails you. Amen. It can never fail you because God cannot fail you. The word of God always works. And if your thoughts counter what God is saying, then learn to cast that stuff down. It's called a vain imagination. And it's only real to you. Cast it down. Are y'all here? Amen. Cast down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Because that stuff works against your faith. See, I had to learn that stuff. I had to learn if I'm going to stay in my own understanding and my own mind, I'm not going to win this faith victory. I'm just not going to. You can't do it. You have to work your faith. And allow your faith to come through for you. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians. I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 10. I'm almost finished. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. 
It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. That's not what I wanted. 2 Corinthians 10. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Okay. Let me start in 4. Yeah, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Not flesh and blood. But the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God, not through your flesh. Verse 5 says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought. So why is it saying bringing every thought? Because when you cast down the arguments are in your thought process. That's where the arguments are. It's in, the, in your thinking. So you got to cast your thinking, your thought process, cast it down, bind it, and, and refuse to allow it to guide and lead you. At some point, you're running to a brick wall listening to all that stuff that's in your mind. Don't you get tired? Yeah, I know. Amen. Some of us are honest. It's, it's just too much. Sometimes it just gets to be too much. And so at some point, you have to cast those things down. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And it says here, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of God. See, when you, when you stop yourself from trying to understand everything and you shut that down and make a decision you're going to live by faith and not by sight you stop hallelujah you stop it you shut it down and you bring every thought in line with what god has said and then you write back to what god has said what he has promised and you back on the stand and you still got to use your faith amen It never goes away. You know why? Because that's the way God wants us to receive what he has for us. Because what you receive from God is eternal. Everything that's in the natural realm, you don't have to have faith for that. But what's unseen is eternal. And you get it from God and it works better and it lasts longer than what we get in the natural Well, I lost six or seven of you. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's just that way. God has it set up that way because he wants our total dependence to be on him. Our total. Now, that doesn't mean you just sit up and do nothing. Because faith without works is dead. Then you're dead. Amen. But you have to bring every thought into the obedience you see that word obedience? Amen. Bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That means hearing the word. You know, refuting arguments and theologies. Lofty ideas. Lofty things. Setting itself, setting arguments to try to, try to be right and all of this stuff. That stuff just messes with your stand. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
See, the devil don't have to do much. He just throws something out there and we running after it and barking. But we have to, to just shall live by faith. We have to do things God's way because it's better for us. It doesn't wear us out. God is moved by our faith. But it's our job to cast down imaginations of the heart imaginations in your mind it's nobody's job but yours you govern this i govern me you govern you nobody else is responsible for how you think nobody else is responsible for what you do amen well that didn't go over well but it's true learn to practice to practice to speak the word only we, you know, we can catch ourselves. I'm still doing it. Catch yourself when you, you start talking wrong. I am the healed of the Lord. Amen. My needs are met. I'm more than a conqueror. I have victory in Christ Jesus. Amen. I have power, dominion, authority over evil. Start talking the word. And you'll convince your mind. That's how it's done. It's called faith. Amen. Speaking it forth. Now, you come up against religion. Because let me tell you something. When you start moving out in faith, religion's going to always come in. And somebody say one word, trying to be normal. Ah, don't speak that over me. And I want to say, just shut up. Because your conversation is worse than that. Don't speak. Ah, you know, want to kill you. It's just called religion amen hallelujah but you govern you amen god will protect you with long life these are the thoughts that i choose to dwell on amen hallelujah let's go to second timothy one or did i do that no i didn't second timothy one Hallelujah. We have to have a sound mind. It's part of the process. Developing a sound mind. And and you cannot do it if you're not in your word. Amen. Yeah, it's good to listen to, to CDs. I keep them going in my car. But at some point, God wants you face to face. Amen. Second Timothy 1, 7 says for god has not given us the spirit of fear but power love and a sound mind you have to have a sound mind why for self-control for safe thinking for disciplined thoughts that's what we're talking about you have to have a sound mind and the devil's gonna always try you he, he does everybody like that why that's his job but it's our job to refute all those thoughts refute that thinking refute those words that the devil throw up at you You got to fight back if you're going to survive you got to fight back y'all here amen god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and of a sound mind he has not given us a spirit of timidity but he's given us a spirit of tenacity amen total opposite 
Hallelujah. We grab on to what God has said that he's going to do for us and we don't let go. You don't let people talk you out of it. You hold on until you see the victory, amen, that God has promised you. That's what you do. The spirit of self-control. Safe thinking. Disciplined thought. Good judgment. Hallelujah. Making right decisions. It's all part of no fear. The no fear package. Amen. Fear will cause you to make wrong decisions. Because you just want to give up. Amen. Self-discipline. Good judgment. Strong mind. Safe thinking. Hallelujah. You start dipping into God and pressing into him. And you'll have overcoming power. Because that power, when it says, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power, that's overcoming power. That ain't just some kind of power package. No, I bought me a pound of power, a box of power. This is overcoming power, honey. You can do something with this. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's called being fully persuaded. Amen. Disciplined thoughts, casting down all reasoning in your mind. Because the devil can think, make you think you need to be over here and you need to be over there. So you have to pull all this stuff together with the washing of the water of the word. And it can't come any other way. If the enemy can't get you in the realm of, of wonder and guessing... If he can get you over there, he'll defeat you. Worrying about this and that. Because you, you'll float away or move away from the main objective or the bigger picture that God wants you to see. And get you over in a realm where you can't get back. Your heart has to be fixed. On some things. Fixed on the promises of God. You need to want nothing less. Amen. And the very thing you think God don't want you to have. He might want you to have it if you talk to him. And humble yourself. He might be able to fit that into your plan. For your life. The plan for your life. Because we don't make plans. God makes plans. Amen. Amen. So stay out of the realm of wonder, guessing, maybe, it don't work, that ain't God, God can't do it, he won't do it. Stay in the realm of peace and rejoicing. Stay in that realm. Stay in peace. When you lose your peace, you know you have moved away from God. It's not a good feeling. But the good news is you can move back where you were. Amen. Because I like this about God. He don't start you over when you mess up. He have you pick up where you left off and move you forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't believe people. You don't have to start over or feel so bad because you messed up. Welcome to the world. (laughs) Psalm 5. 
Welcome to reality. Just have to work with God. Don't leave him out on a limb. Well, I, 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 I always, I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Psalm 5, verse 11. But let those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. And let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him with a shield. Hallelujah. One of the easiest ways to get in faith or in rest is to stay there and praise God. Thank him. It's a good way to get into your peace, into the real rest of God. Amen. You don't have to understand it. Do you know if we have to pull our minds, we'll get victory if we keep pulling our minds back out of understanding. Or what do I need to do? Do what you do. And let God correct you. Just do you. Amen. Quit copying. Be an original. Amen. Think for yourself. That's the word right there, huh? (laughs) Amen. Let all those put their trust in God and rejoice and you'll be just fine. And it says, shout for joy. Frustration is not faith. Did I say that before? Frustration is not, and it's not rest, and it's not peace. Amen. When you allow frustration, it causes you to waver and doubt. Want to know how you got there? Frustration. When you're in frustration, you're not in faith. Can't have both ways. Amen. But you can put down the frustration and pick up faith anytime you want to. You don't ever, see, the good thing about the Word of God is you don't ever have to stay somewhere. You can always get better if you want to. Hallelujah. Our father Abraham was fully persuaded. And that's what we're talking about. Being fully persuaded. He considered not his own body. And he called things that be not as though they were. Not call things that he saw in the natural. But he called things to be not as though it was. So he spoke like he already had it. Amen. He spoke like he already had it. And after a while, he got it. Amen. Faith is not a feeling. Just saying. Amen. Romans 4. You call things that be not as though you already have it. That's why you say, I am healed. Well, we have to be, you know, you, we have to stay in reality. My reality is I'm healed. Because I sure don't want to stay sick. So I'm going to call for healing. 
and pray that the Lord help me walk it through, walk through the process so I can get full and total victory. Amen. So this is how it's done. Romans 4.17. And it says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him uh, whom he believed. Um, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they did. He called himself. Listen, this is how it's done. He called, Abraham called himself the father of many nations when he couldn't even have one kid. He called himself the father of many when he had not one. See, that's called faith. You got to call, call for what you want. Call it what you want. And so if, if you call on things that be not, it's surely going to come. But see, most people think that's crazy. And people are taught that in the church that that's crazy. That won't work. Why? Because it didn't work for you. Because the Bible says you can have whatsoever you say. Whatever the scriptures say, it's already done. And so you can surely have what you say. Hallelujah. Back to Romans. Verse 18. It says, whom, well, let's see, the, let's go to the bottom of 17. It says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be he brings dead things alive by calling things calling things that be not verse 19 it says and and not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body because see after you get your confession straight and you start, you learn how to not look at the natural to determine what's going to happen. Then you start paying attention to how old you are. See, the devil got it covered so he thinks, but God. God has the last word. Amen. So what do you do? You speak to your body. And you command it to perform properly. Perform properly. Amen. You know, this is where I'm looking at it. I'm getting older. Let's get this show on the road. So if I have to stay with God and bone myself up or whatever, you know, uh, watch my confession and just play it straight with God, then let's get that done. Amen? Because I don't want to go any longer with this pity, patty stuff. And so I'm going to take this stuff seriously. And, and obey the scriptures so I can have whatsoever I say. That's how it's done. It, it, are you perfect? No. But do you want perfection? Yes. Can I have it like that? Yes. Because of God. Did I lose y'all? You can have whatsoever you say if you mean it. It's just that way. That's how it. That's how God. I didn't say it. God said it. Amen. 
so shall your descendants be by bringing dead things alive and calling things that be not as though they were. Amen. He, so Abraham considered not his body already dead since he was about 100 years old. Amen. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. Not only did he have to deal with his old body, he had to deal with an old wife. <laughs> Amen. But the Bible says he did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. He did not stagger. This is a stagger. Okay, God, you said that I'm going to have a baby. I'm by 80. But I'm, and see, she kept going. She didn't stop and say, huh, what? They did in the early times. But they stopped doing that because they started to get into God's word and start believing the word of God. Start talking to God, getting to know him, doing a face-to-face, and God persuaded him until he was fully persuaded. He was not only fully persuaded about his 100-year-old body, he was fully persuaded about Sarah's 90-year-old body. Thank you. Thank you. And so he staggered not. That's why he staggered not. That's why he kept walking with the word. And he says, I'm going to believe the word of God. 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 He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. See, unbelief makes you stagger and stop and say, huh? Did God, did God really say it? And then you're back in the garden with Eve. And look what, that, what, look what happened with that. Faith justifies you. Amen. Let's uh, go down to chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Through him also we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And do not only that, but do not only that. But we also glory in tribulations. Can't have it good all the time. Amen. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope. And now hope does not disappoint. Because of the love of God that's been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. So when are you fully persuaded? When hope doesn't disappoint you. And it feels okay to stay here in hope without seeing anything. You're just in peace. You're in rest. And you're in hope. You still hope. And then when your hope looks bleak, you hope against hope like Abraham did. Sometimes that might be all you have. But you don't give up. You don't surrender to the devil. This is a stick up. We know it is. But you don't surrender. Amen. You hold on to what God has promised you. Hope does not disappoint. Why? Because the love of God, agape love, is the love that you don't earn. Love you didn't ask for. But nevertheless, 
is unfailing, undying love of God. It never disappoints and it won't disappoint you. It's unconditional love. No, you didn't ask for it, but thank God he gives it. Amen. And we have to receive it with gladness. I'm telling you, God is, he's doing stuff. Amen. He's in the midst of your life. Don't let the devil try to make you think he's not. It's, it's not a, it's, it's, it's a self-giving love. It's like I give to you my love and you don't have to do nothing to earn it. I just love you. You don't have to be my puppet. You don't have to give me your money. Well, that would be nice, but you don't have to do anything because I just love you. Got it? And see, that's, that's agape love. Amen? It's shared, it's shared abroad. comes down from the Father of light. And it hits us, and then we, we keep it going and, sh- and give it to others. We just love because love is undefeatable. Amen? When you walk in love, you got it made. And all things will come to you. All you have to do is believe it. And, and then I wrote here, it's benevolent, benevolent love. And that's unconquerable love. It's unconquerable. And the devil wish he could get it, but he can't. Also, the agape love or the love of God is goodwill towards men. Amen. No matter what he's done to you, it's goodwill toward men. Hallelujah. You just keep going with God. You're forgiven. Keep moving. Amen. Why don't we stop? Hallelujah. Praise God.